Uh, Trash South Street, my little royals. What's up? It's Jamie Z. It's Lou Sessa. What's going on? Trash South Street. Hey, Trash South Street. Your little bitch cat is looking out the window. Yeah. Hold up. Yeah, it's crisis in the in the Trash South Street studios. Um, I got hissed at. Yeah, great kitty's in the mood. Um, or maybe she's just sleepy. I don't know. Maybe she's upset that I don't have cable and she missed the royal wedding yesterday. Yeah, I know. Maybe. I'm surprised how many fucking people were talking about this wedding. My mom set her alarm for like 4.30 yeah, so she could watch everybody's it. mom was totally into it. You know what I did? What? Slept in. Was it like 4.30? Yeah, I think 4.30 or 5.30, something like that. I was up. I about, watched a little bit, actually. I watched none, but I was up at that time, so it was a choice. Yeah. Fuck the monarchy is what I say. <laughs> Thank God we live in America, the greatest country in the world. Yeah, the gun show's in town, too, mm-hmm. by the way. And not this right here. Woo! I'm pointing at my... Gun show's always gun. weird, because it's a bunch of... Free- I know what trail's not to go on this afternoon. Yeah, don't go on um, the Schuylkill Trail by me. Yeah, that's usually what it... Yeah. I did 422 Trail, and it wasn't that bad. I yesterday. did Behind Me Trail today. No, people don't... No one cares. But it is important, yeah, whenever the gun show's in town, the freaky freaks come out. And they just walk around everywhere with their guns. Yeah, a lot even of times. on the trails and stuff. So, yeah, what's up? What's new? It's been know, a few weeks. It's been a few weeks. Yeah, how you been? Uh, you know, hanging in there. I think we both uh, finals were the big thing for both of us. Yeah. Uh, my personal, it just not worth talking about. Yeah. Um, but it was rough. Me too. I ended up with a B in the class, but yeah. it was a hard deserved B. Yeah. So just, I will take it. I'm in that weird in between time when you feel like you should be doing schoolwork. You can want to do my math homework for no. me? It's fucking awful. I'm par- yeah, I'm horrible at math. It's all like finance and stuff and loans and yeah. annuities fun. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. You just want to hop into the music and then we can talk about other things? Uh, you want to talk about the shows you saw? Uh, yeah, I went to a couple shows. I went and saw um, Touche More at the TLA. It was mm-hmm. them and Culture Abuse. Culture Abuse has a new album coming out like very shortly. They played a couple new songs. They were really fun live. Mm-hmm. Touche's always really fun live. And then I left before Turnstile came on. Ah. Nothing against them. I just wanted yeah. to get home. And then I saw Power Trip and mm. Red Death and Fury and Sheer Mag, although we didn't really watch Sheer Mag. Yeah. We were kind of out in the bar area. I was hanging out with the Crowleys and yeah. I saw a bunch of old friends like Just Tanksley and uh, just people. It was a pretty fun time. I had a lot of fun hanging out with the Crowleys. Mark ended up not going, so Power Trip was awesome. I was really, really impressed by the band Fury. They were really good. Red Death was good. Sheer Mag, it was just like a weird, like you've listened to Sheer Mag, I think, right? Would you put them in a metal, would you put them on a metal bill? Nah. Yeah, it was just kind of weird. And after they left, a lot of people left, so I don't know, it it was just, it was odd, but um, it was a good show. I had a lot of fun. So just looking for another act to fill out. Well, sure, Matt are from Philly, but I, I have no. Maybe they're yeah. friends with. I, yeah, I don't know. Be. I don't know. It's so, just weird. So speaking of concerts, yeah, I don't know if you saw. So Nine Inch Nails Mm-mm. announced the new album. Oh, I did see that. I think I so yeah. Nine Inch Nails, who said they were only playing one show in the U.S. this year. They're playing like six, aren't they? Well, they're playing. They're touring this yeah. year, but like about a month or two months ago, he said emphatically, "This is the only show we are doing this year." <laughs> so that was a big old lie. Now I bring this up because. Are you allowed to use your cell phone? No. Who knows? But do you know the the pre-sales are going on? Mm-hmm. Physical only. You actually have to show up at a venue and physically buy tickets really? for the pre-sale. Well, that's yes. kind of cool, but kind of a pain in the ass. It's very much a pain in the yeah. ass. I don't know it's going to be a concern for us because I don't think they're playing Philly. I think they're playing yeah, New, York, New York or Boston or I something. I think uh, New York, Boston, and D.C. Mm. I will probably... Uh, 
Yeah, I don't mind. Try one of those. If they play Philly, I definitely want to go. Were you yeah. interested in Liz Fair, too? I yeah, I'd be interested in Liz Fair. Or a union transfer. Uh, I also got Lou a little birthday present. I thought yeah. it's in the future. I mm-hmm. got him Marilyn Manson and Rob Zombie yeah. tickets. Be fun. Yeah, Dracula. Um, <laughs> it's going to be very fun people watching. Oh, so really quick to finish my Not Nice Nails thing. Oh, yeah, sorry. That. You know, they're touring with. Jesus and Mary Chain. Oh, I did see that. Yeah, yeah, that's like awesome. So that's awesome. So I do want to see that show. Um, cool. Little bitch sleeping. <laughs> what? Oh, my baby, my little kitty sleeping on the couch. But as long as she's not peeing on it, I don't give a shit. Yeah, yeah. Jamie got me. Well, us, but me. Rob Zombie and Marilyn Manson yeah. tickets, and it lucked out because on Jamie's birthday. Version 2.0 tour started. Yep. Woo! I got garbage tickets. Who are they playing with? Did they say? I don't even think it was. I, they did. No one. Uh, Johnny, no one, and <laughs> Jeannie. Who cares? I'd be interested who they tour with. They usually tour with someone pretty good. So. Maybe uh, yeah. Blondie will open oh, for them. Oh, that would be great. She's, like, she's just totally out of it, talking about the bees and pollinating and acid. <laughs> don't eat the brown acid. No, I did. Yeah. yeah. Debbie Harry seemed maybe a little. A little out of it, a little stoned or something. No, she probably always terminally stoned, I imagine. <laughs> uh, speaking of Debbie Harry, so I watched um, on Access, they do like some rock legend stuff. Mm-hmm. And I watched the Blondie one. Now, Heart of Glass, you know the song Heart of Glass? Yes. That is actually a drum, not a drum machine. It's Clem Burke's drum. Oh, really? Yeah, I wow. thought it was a drum machine after all. I had no so idea. Some, I would have thought it was a drum some machine. Some fancy trivia for you, but yeah. I was like blown away by that. He, and it yeah. was inspired by Kraftwerk. Oh, actually, nice. So. I've actually been listening to, <laughs> believe it or not, a lot of Kraftwerk. <laughs> I've been listening to Trans Europe Express like a lot. Yeah. Because it's really easy to listen to. It's very minimalist. Mm-hmm. And Herbie Hancock. That's cool. Yeah. If I was a character in a movie or book, yeah. and I wanted it to seem like I was way cooler and sophisticated, yeah. I would throw that out, and that would show that I'm deep because I listen to jazz. Ooh. You know, uh, Herbie Hancock's like a lot more funk. Yeah. It's no like Johnny Coltrane and... That's right. It's so the bebop of. Uh, it's so fucking horrible because so I was watching. I used to listen to a lot of old jazz back in the day. Yeah, so I was listening to or not listening. I was watching Seven. Mm-hmm. Seven is on streaming. I watched it. It's one of my favorite movies. Okay. At one point, they specifically have to tell you that Morgan Freeman is smart <laughs> because you couldn't tell by literally every single fucking thing he does <laughs> in the entire movie that he's smart. Someone has to comment that he has a big brain. <laughs> The second, everyone listens to jazz, it's like public domain, because yeah. it was a low-budget movie, but it's just, see, we're sophisticated, we're listening to jazz. Yeah. Of whiskey and jazz. Whiskey jazz. Ugh, but let's talk about some non-jazz music. All that jazz. All that jazz. <laughs> Skidoo. <laughs> oh, also, Courtney Barnett's album came out. I heard the uh, single Cherry, off of it. It's yeah. decent. Cherry Glazer actually has a new single out. Oh, cool. And yeah, that's it. Sorry. Eh, nothing. Yeah. So I got um, a message from a band I listened to called... Uh, the Rolling Stones. The Rolling Stones. Now, Volume Zero, I just totally blanked out. I didn't want to say it wrong. They're a hardcore band out of Evansville, Indiana. And they're like, hey, we see you have a podcast. Can you play our song on the podcast? And I said, yeah, sure. If like... I want to like it. If, it. if I didn't like it, I wouldn't play it. I'd mm-hmm. just be like, oh, no, we don't do that. But I really liked it. So if you like fast, aggressive, hardcore, and he has like gravelly vocals, it's pretty heavy. It's good. I like it. Their album, I think, comes out very shortly. Yeah. It's like a 10-inch called 
Subjugate, Manipulate, Control. I think it's off Get Rared Records. And you can find it on uh, their Bandcamp, uh, Volume Zero is their name. Mm. And uh, yeah, they sent me the song Distress Sing Signal, and it was very, very good. Mm. So you get to hear it first here, although it'll probably be out by the time we get this yeah. uh, podcast up. Um, Distress Signal by Volume Zero. Let's yeah. give it a whirl. All right. to it yet. <laughs> Any comments I make will be post. No, it's good. I like yeah, it a lot yeah. and I'm glad they uh, reached out to me. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I don't I... mind. Any other band wants to send us stuff, mm -hmm. that's cool too. We will we will play it if we like it. If we don't like yes. it, we probably will not play it, but nothing against anybody. I just I don't want to play something I don't like. But. Yeah, I got you. You know what I was doing when you texted me that news? What? I was staring at a deer carcass in Caterford. <laughs> Like, quite literally, it was like... Yeah, I forgot. That was a few weeks ago. Yeah. So that was Volume Zero, Distress Signal now. Awesome. So uh, what do you want to talk about? Some some music now? Yeah, let me, tell, let me start. Speedy Ortiz. Yes. This is Twerkverse, their third album. Kind of a, like Speedy Ortiz we've talked about several times before. Yeah. I get his name from a Love and Rockets story arc. I thought it was from Speedy Gonzalez. Yes. No. Although God knows Speedy Gonzalez, or Speedy Ortiz, the character might have been taken from Speedy Gonzalez. Yeah, and you know what? 
his cousin's name is? Slowpoke Rodriguez. <laughs> yes, it is. He just smokes a lot of weed. Yeah, Slowpoke Rodriguez. Yeah, in the modern uh, gritty reboot. Yes, so Speedy Ortiz. Speedy Ortiz, and it's it's. So this is the third album. Mm-hmm. They were kind of burnt out after doing the second, so they had said they wanted to do something a little different. Yeah. And yeah, I would definitely say this is a little different. Yeah, Basically, tell me, how is it different, by the way? Well, so it's still like, so I would say Speedy Ortiz is defined mainly by having like sort of grungy noise rock riffs mm-hmm. and very deeply personal lyrics. And the previous two albums, those songs hearing to that theme sounded like more like songs and less like tone poems, Mm -hmm. I guess. So there's a lot of disjointment in a good way with all these, each song, each time. But like lyrically, it's a Sadie Duplis is still hitting it with things about her life. Um, Sometimes it's a little hard to tell what they're talking about. Well, she's what, an MA in poetry or something? Yeah, went to MIT. Yeah. Might be from Philly because I read an article that she was at her parents' house in Pennsylvania. Which actually could be anywhere. Could be Pittsburgh. I assume uh, Philly because it's the only place worth going in Pennsylvania. <laughs> Buck Me Off. It's the first song. It's the most traditional song. It's my favorite song, actually. It's probably my favorite. Well, my, one of my favorite songs. I have one that I like a little more. It has like some Pixies action going on a little bit. That's where I've like heard Liz Fair coming through a little bit. And yeah. A couple other songs, too. Yeah, definitely. I texted you. I never would have thought of that until you said something. But yeah. now it's like, yeah, all right, Liz Fair. Yeah, it's very... And Buck Me Off is sort of sets the tone for the album. Mm-hmm. And it's basically about, it's, it was a really fucked up year and all this fucked up shit happened. Yeah. We could guess if that relates to maybe a certain president, president a certain bad hombre in the White <laughs> House. And yeah, most of the songs are about things that are going on in Duplice's life. Uh, mm-hmm. In particular, Villain okay. is about sexual harassment. And she's like, yeah, this is about a specific incident even though I left it really vague. Huh. And she's like, I guess... Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> Who knows? I think she said, yeah, this is something that happened in 2014. And like, she's like, I've literally no huh. one but my family and a couple of friends know. So huh. something I don't happened. know. Lucky 88. Mm-hmm. It's sort of about the. What? <laughs> nothing. I didn't even have a 88. Anytime I hear 88, I like it goes to yeah, a very learned. particular area that. Yeah, it's about Hitler. No. Put a it, little pin in that because I have a story afterwards. All right. So Lucky 88 is basically about sort of. Frustrations with, I think, objectively the music industry, but the regression of the country. Mm-hmm. Sports Death mm-hmm. is my favorite song. Okay, I listen to that. Actually, listen to about the lack of progressiveness in the Democratic Party. And it's sort of a. Oh, really? It's, I didn't know, I like had read, I was reading the lyrics and then there was like a blurb on it. She's like, I wrote this a year before, before anyone thought Trump was going to get elected. Mm-hmm. And it's basically calling out Hillary Clinton huh. for not being progressive enough and denying them well, Bernie Sanders. Yeah. I mean, she didn't even support gay marriage till like, 2014. Yeah, or Black Lives Matter. <laughs> yeah. Final song, You Hate the Title, is a very poppy song about making music. Mm-hmm. And sort of, like, sort of puts a little bow on it. Okay. So, I like this album, but... Yeah. I swear to God, like, when I'm not actively listening to this album, I cannot think of a single song. Okay. It does not stick with me at all. So, I like it when I'm listening to it, but... Yeah. Yeah, I have a, a review kind of like that. Uh, One thing I noticed about the album, like the first half is more like, I want to say heavier, but more poppier. And then it just kind of gets slower, like directly in the middle and it's like, yeah, gets slower till the end. So I think a lot of this is, they said like they started as like jam sessions. Mm-hmm. Like as I read a, an interview where they were like, well, going out of our second album, we literally did not know what we went to do next and we we're kind of burned out. Yeah. And, so this is sort of that 
what was birth of that? So you had a you had a comment about Lucky eighty eight. Well, well, eighty eight obviously, Hail Hitler, Satan, or yeah, Satan, uh, Nazi shit. Um, so at, I work at my place of business. There is a guy that deliver that does deliveries mm-hmm. coming from our company's headquarters. Right. So anyway, he's got facial tattoos. Mm-hmm. One with two lightning bolt S's on mm. his face, mm. and All no right. one at my work. Un- knew what that was, didn't think it was weird. I'm like, dude, that guy's a freaking Nazi or used to be a Nazi. Yeah. He's a very nice person, but he kind of uh, is a bit of an asshole at times. Like, he yeah. tried to get my boss to get someone else in trouble. Mm-hmm. Imagine that, the black guy he yeah. works with. But is it ridiculous that you would have someone from your company with a freaking Nazi yeah. tattoo on your face I mean, deliver I guess, furniture? I guess not everyone just knows. Because I asked like, Luke, like, I work with a Puerto Rican and a black guy, and I was like, did you know You know what that is? And they're like, no. And I was like, that's a Nazi symbol. Like, you think even now, where, where Nazis are back in vogue, I guess, not in vogue in the news, <laughs> people be more aware of that. But I guess if you weren't, at the very least, punk adjacent. Yeah, I so guess. I was not a punk guy, but I was punk adjacent, I'd say, for yeah. my... Yeah, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, it, it blows me away that mm-hmm. this guy's working for the company. Yeah. But our company's... Um, my guess would be Lucky 88 might refer to the year Sadie was born in. God, she's, she's 30? Yeah, probably, yeah. She's figure, old. She got I'm only 22. Plus uh, 18. 18. Uh, <laughs> I couldn't do the math. So um, my final and most crystallized thought of this album is that they probably all play D&D. <laughs> like, seriously, like certain themes come up enough in these fucking songs. Mm-hmm. There's like, yeah, she's getting a little, not quite specific, but she revisits like magic cursed items and maybe shit an and, owl, uh, her ranger, and that's what that song's about. I like that only your family. Oh, uh, the course. <laughs> I like the course to buck me off is I'm in league with the devil. Yeah, I thought that was my. But there's song. a few songs. There's a song like about which I don't know. It's just weird. Um, I didn't do the most prepared review because, like I said, I could not. No, no this the, the review I'm giving next is kind of the same one. Yeah, it was just a tough one, but it was really good. I don't want to take anything away from them. I liked it. They, yeah, I liked it. They tried something different. It's just the songs are so because you'll have some music and then it'll change up and that's yeah. like most of the songs to some extent or another. And honestly, it makes it very hard to keep in your brain. I see. It's their experimental album, Speedy, Ortiz. <laughs> Wrong. Feel good. It's their second record out on Relapse Records, and they're out of Miami, Florida. They're uh, kind of hard to put a label on. Noise rock slash alt metal. It has like heavy jams. Mm-hmm. People in this group are also members of Torch, Capsule, and Kalisa. Kalisa? Sorry, I say that yeah. wrong. And it was actually self-produced. I like this album, but it's another one where... Did you listen to it? I did. Can you name a song off that? Like, no. could you Like, it was good. But did mm-hmm. you find yourself not being able to like, concentrate? Like, yeah. you just, your mind wanders? It like, probably every... has, like, some sort of subliminal shit. No, that's how I was, because I did listen to it It's very, twice. like, trance-like, at, mm-hmm. at, like, just the way the music is, because yeah. it's heavy, but, like, for some reason, I could not it's like, pay uh, attention to it. It's like a band picked up the wrong instruments and had to put on a show anyway. <laughs> Basically, I did like it, though. And not to say it was, it was bad whatsoever. Like, um, if you like Quicksand or, like, Helmet or even the band Nothing, like a heavy Nothing, you, you'd probably like it. It's a very heavy guitar. And as I said, very, very trance-like. The two songs that I oh, that do stick in my head, a band called, or, yeah, the song called Upgrade and Gape. Gape has a very grungy feel about it. Um, same with Upgrade. I think I like kind of the all grungy ones. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's like, it's going to be, it's a very short review. It's, I think it's only, the album maybe 20 
25 minutes or yeah, something like that. Yeah, it was like, like 30 that. minutes at the most. Yeah, as I said, it's fun, but like my mind just kept wandering off, just not in a bad way. I think it's just the way they, there's, it's so riff heavy that you kind of just like lose yeah. yourself in it, and like, then you come back because mm -hmm. his like his his vocals are fine, but it's nothing to like. It kind of just blends in with the music, if that makes sense. It's like if you're ever reading a book, okay, where a lot of the names are kind of made up. Yeah. So basically, you know, like, it's Vashpushia. It's sort of like, like Game of Thrones or something. Yeah. And after a point, you realize you just completely gloss over the names. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's sort of like, like that. that musically where you, you know, you can appreciate it. It's good. I did like it, but like I said, I could not tell you a yeah. single song or anything. Yeah, about it's not band. a bad review. It's just I, I thought it was good. They actually got named um, either Noisy or one one of the um, music sites that we both like like uh, read or whatever named them as like a top ten noise band to um, hmm. to pay pay uh, pay attention to. I think they'd be really cool live. I think it'd be fun. Yeah, live. definitely. So that's what I really have to say about it. Wrong feel good. If you like, uh, as I said, if you like kind of helmet and quicksand, that type of stuff, mm. you'll, you'll probably like it. I thought it was, as I said, good, but I, my mind mm -hmm. wandered. Yeah. I had to put a little leash on that brain. Yep. Shackle It's it. actually very good to work out, too. One thing I noticed. Cause yeah, I, I could see that. Because I've been running, what's it rained, it freaking rained for like a week straight, yeah. so I've been running inside um, my track. It's like 16 laps is a mile, so it's a lot of fun. Um, and I put that on, and I like kind of just mm -hmm. lose myself in it, and then I come back to it. And yeah. yeah. Hmm. So that's my review on wrong. Yeah. I got to run out for the first time. Like, I ran yesterday. For the first time, but I don't remember when. Well, my foot was fucking killing me for yeah. a while. It's finally better. Good. Knock on wood. Hmm. Still a little sore, but. All right. What you got next? La Luz. The light. It's always weird when there's an album coming out for a band you like, mm -hmm. and the worst thing that can happen is. That album is not good. Yeah. So I was very relieved to love this album. Good. La Luz, just to refresh your memory. What's the album called? Floating Features. Okay. Doo-wop surf, alt surf rock band based out of Seattle. Okay. I was wondering where they were from. Even though Shauna Cleveland, the lead singer, is from Los Angeles. Okay. And originally Kalamazoo, Michigan. Kalamazoo! This is their third album, Hardly Art. The overarching theme of this album is all the songs were inspired by dreams or dream logic. Huh. I believe, as I, my um, description of the album is beachy, dreamy, garage yes. rock. And very much it was. It was interesting because I felt like they, this is our band that changed their sound slightly. Yeah, I was going to say it sounded a little different. They got, I think, farther away from the straight surf rock, mm -hmm. although it's definitely there. It just feels fooler somehow. Overall, yeah, it's much more laid back. Yeah. But usually they have, I feel like they have at least one song that really punches. Mm -hmm. They didn't seem to have that here. Yeah, I didn't uh, agree with you. Which... Man. I only listened, on Bandcamp, they only had four or five songs. Yeah, I only had three, so... So I only listened to those four so, or five, whatever. It opens up with Floating Features, mm -hmm. which is sort of like a, a tent revival jam band instrumental featuring heavy organ. Mm -hmm. And I guess it sort of just set the tone of the album. A Cicada which okay, we yeah, talked about before, mm -hmm. is probably the most traditional song mm -hmm. on there. And it's one of their uh, telenovela songs. Then we come to the second song, California Finally. Yeah, I like that which, song. Which I love. I really love the guitar. Is that like, I have Jefferson Airplane written down. There was one that had like yeah. a Jefferson Airplane. That would be it, yeah. So they're really thought. good at somehow making like that guitar sound like kind of vaguely sinister mm -hmm. or menacing. And that's like it's, so California Finally... It's basically about the endless summer of California and being able to do what you want. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's a song about California, which annoys me, as I said before. 
the, the two most annoying things in music are people who sing about loving California or hating New York. <laughs> a few other standouts. Uh, my golden one, okay. which for lack of a better word, 70s sci-fi brothel music. <laughs> there's a lot of like, there's like some gongs, some chimes, and some bongos, and it gives mm. this really surreal feeling. Greed Machine okay. is a nightmare about selling out. Yeah. And then we come to my two favorite songs. Okay. Lonely Dozer, which is the the funnest song. It's kind of bouncy. It's most happy. fun, Lewis. Most, most fun. fun of Contains a line of these floating features, which of course references the theme of the album. So sort of a big commonality in Lola's lyrics okay. are um, the idea of traveling, of searching, particularly either searching for love or searching for freedom. Finding kitty cats. And kitty cats and a little pussy cat to go meow. And I think that's what you get in Lonely Dozer. It's sort of being on the other side of dreams, the lonely dozer. And sort of that confusion between are you am I dreaming? Am I asleep? What is real? Or possibly about drugs. Another common theme in these songs seems to be getting high. Which brings me to Don't Leave Me on the Earth. Okay. And this is the song that made me fall in love with this album. In addition to all the themes we previously discussed, another one we see common in La Luz is the idea of losing love for whatever reason. It's a very surfy guitar. It's sort of about the bittersweet heartbreak of falling in love with someone in a dream. It's a very particular type of dream. The person is wandering, Mm -hmm. possibly high, and they see someone- Don't do drugs, kids. Don't do drugs, unless you do do drugs. I get confused. Don't put salt in your eye, Danny. And it's hard to say whether the person actually exists, the person has died, or the person doesn't exist. The person is a dream, sort of a a perfect, pure, unattainable love. Yeah. And the song literally just ends when it feels like there should be another four bars or a final fill or something. Huh. Like you're waking up. Oh, yeah. Heartbreaking. So... I mean, I don't know what else I could say. I really love this album. Mm-hmm. Love this band. They're touring. They're playing Philadelphia the next month. I might go see them. And that's it. you have any notes, any thoughts? I know they only had like four songs. Yeah, I, I liked it for what it was. I, yeah, it sounded like a little bit of a departure, but not a real big departure or anything mm-hmm. like that. It was just seemed like, as I said, more dreamy, just a little laid back. Yeah, um, definitely. But it was good. Exactly I liked it. Poppy. I really liked that California song. Yeah. Yeah, I think they're a fun band. Yeah, what was the other, um, was it Mean Dream, I think was the other single thing? Yeah. So the video for Mean Dream, which reminds me of like a, uh, t- uh, Flaming Lips. Oh, okay. It's like a flame, almost oh, like okay. a, okay, yeah. And the cover for their album is from that video. Oh, okay. Yeah. Did not do that. La Luz, the light. Speaking of light. Mm-hmm. And heavy. Yeah. Beach House 7. Did you listen to the Beach House 7? I did not because I'm like, I know what Beach House sounds like. It's actually uh, my... Well, oh. you'll get to listen to my... It's more I ran out of time. So yeah, review me. So, Change my mind. Beach House 7 out on Sub Pop came out May this year. They're out of Baltimore. It is their seventh album in 13 years. Beach House is Victoria Legrand and Alex Scally. Or Scully, I can't. So they do this crazy seven stuff going on. Like they have 77 songs out. It's like the... 77th in their out catalog like it's all this seven stuff that they're yeah. going by anyway beach house chill wave dream pop actually one of the guys that they they have a new producer uh team with peter cromber aka sonic boom 
who is in Spaceman 3, actually. Oh, oh um, nice. And he also worked with, like, Panda Bear and MGMT and stuff like that. So I would say this is Beach House heaviest and most instrumental. Like, ah. you're not going to put it on and be like, holy shit, man, this mm-hmm. is like a hardcore right, album. Like no, it. it's really good. It's, yeah. I, it might be one of my favorite albums. It starts off with this, like, there are songs that if I would have heard on the radio... I probably wouldn't know it was Beach House. And really? the vocals might have kicked in. But like they diverge their sound, but not so much where you totally don't realize it's them. Mm-hmm. But like it, I like it. I like the way they're going. So it opens up with a uh, song called Dark Spring. And it's uh, fuzzy, dreamy, um, synth-heavy, but it still has that Beach House feel. Pay No Mind has like a Mazzy Star feel to it almost. Yeah. If that, that, that's the only thing I could compare it to. I, that was one song I probably, if it was on the radio, I w- wouldn't be like if I wouldn't know it was a Beach House song. Lemon Glow, I've talked about before. Lemon Glow is a really good song. It's really grown on me. There's a lot going on. It has a really cool drum and bass, a lot of electro going on. One thing, listening, listening to it again, this whole album, a song starts off and has all this stuff going in and it changes enough where... It's almost a different song at the end, and the only thing that kind of keeps it going for, or like reaming or reeling it in, is the vocals. If that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, there's another song. Le- I'm gonna murder this because it's in French. La Lin Lincolnul Lincolnul, and it's like Victoria singing, and it's like all like echoey, almost like church music kind of. Mm. Interesting. Next favorite song on the album is Drunk in L.A., and it has like a drink, dreamy electro feel to it. I'd almost say it's delightfully sad. Like it's just, uh, it's yeah. interesting, it, it, and the vocals kind of make it, 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 it. I like it. It almost reminds me of Myth a little bit. Dive has a bit of a folky sound to it. Another uh, standout on the for me is Lose Your Smile, which has another, another Massey Star come up again. Yeah. That's what I think I could, it's almost like indie dream pop with uh, just a lots of sounds coming in and out of the background, and uh, it keeps making the song fuller and fuller. Another standout is Woo, which is a electro indie rock song. So anyway. Beach House still, ha- in my opinion, with this record, it still has its signature sound, but it's no more like toy Casio keyboard. There's just so much more to it, and they've just progressed, like totally progressed, I yeah. think, in this album. It's not super, you'd never be like, this is Beach House, no fucking way! But mm-hmm. I just think they have a, a, a really nice sound. It's different, and it works. And as I said, it's probably their, I'm doing air quotes, heaviest and uh, most sound, or er- experimentally sound album. I really, really like it. I went and looked at different reviews, what people would say, and I looked at Pitchfork, and Pitchfork gave it like a nine. Like, Pitchfork yeah. loved it. So I said, I really like it. It's hard to compare Beach House albums, in my opinion. Bloom was probably my favorite, and I would say this is probably up there. It's you know, uh, I believe Beach House was reviewed on podcast number one. Really? Uh, yeah. Hmm. Might have been two, but oh, I could tell I'm almost you. certain it's one. Because I had this from the beginning. Ew. H2O... Jamie writes really detailed notes in a notebook, and I write my notes, note cards that I can barely read. Yeah, you might. We might be right. Yeah. Yeah. Have beach house depression, cherry. Yep, that would be it. Yep. So yeah, yeah I like the beach yeah, house. Yeah, I, I I mainly ran out of time to listen. Mm-hmm. Um, um, it's all it's streaming on um, Bandcamp. Just listen to it that way. Yeah. So I'll try to listen to um, it. I'm next not week. saying you're gonna be blown away. It's always really good background yeah. noise. Um, but if you're just like working on something, like I I like it. I think it's good. So you talk about like a fuller, more instrumental sound. Yeah. I was listening to the radio last week, mm-hmm. and it was actually a song, a Monster Magnet. Okay. Who I did not really know anything about, and assumed they were like another Lincoln Park. Yeah. Which they are not. 
They're more of a metal band, I thought. Yeah, they're yeah. a metal band with some psychedelic shit in there. Huh. I don't know, just a weird thing. So yeah, I'll have to listen to this. Yeah, if I say get a chance. If you're just working on something or dicking yeah. around doing something, I'd say put it on. Mm-hmm. I, I really like it. Like, um, I bought the record too. When it came out, I have the loser edition on yeah. yellow vinyl because mm-hmm. I'm a, a nerd. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mm-hmm. like it. I, I still want to see them live, but at the same time, I, I just can't imagine. Yeah. Who knows? Mm-hmm. But I, I should see them live because I've been saying it for how many years? Yeah. It's just weird for me. Like, I, I'm a surprise I'm a Beach House fan because it's so kind of not me. Yeah. I also enjoy stuff like Zero Seven, shit yeah. like that. So. I like that. Yeah. Little mellow, slow, crazy. So I like, I dig the beach house. Speaking yeah. of beach house, I didn't get to go to the beach. Yeah, the weather was quite chill. Although tonight, today, it's a lot nicer. I would have been late. I would have left by like 10, though. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be like flooding down there. We well, got a whole summer to go to the beach. Yeah. Because I got, uh, my parents are going down the week after Memorial Day. Yeah. But I have, I'm going to see shelter that week. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. I am uh, trying to figure out where to go for vacation this summer. You should go to Uranus. <laughs> oh, I, I did right before you came over. A friend of mine uh, has been posting on Instagram, and he's in Ukraine. He went to Germany for like a week. Did like yeah. Berlin all around Germany. Then he went to, yeah, Ukraine, Odessa, and Kiev. Oh, wow. Looked really mm. cool. I'm sure. Uh, you might have met him. He used to hang out at um, Bennigan's back in the day. He was like a shorter dude with like tattoos. I'll show you a picture. All right, yeah, I might recognize him. Yeah. Um, Would have been going in the Wayback Machine because yeah. you probably saw him like 2002 mm. or something. Other than that, I don't know. I got really back into the two Corn Tucker Band albums mm-hmm. in our hiatus. Corn. Stop. I, was, I think you say Corn Tucker. Corn Tucker. That's how it is. Yeah. She really truncates her name. Okay. You've been listening to them? Yeah. Here's a thought for you. Okay. This is a sort of a non sequitur. Uh, I was thinking about this the other day. Okay. Which is more horrifying? That the droids in Star Wars are sentient beings, completely self-aware... Uh-huh. Or that they aren't. Uh, I don't know. So here's the problem. You know what's t- the most terrifying? That well, they're fucking robots. <laughs> so besides that, so think about this. If they're like self-aware, they're basically metal humans, for yeah. lack of a better word. Yeah. Then think of all the things that pe- everyone does to them. Yeah. Basically like, hey, let's lobotomize this one and sell this one into slavery. So they treat these people like sec- like worse than second-class citizens, well, which, of course, we know... Is what happens before every series ever where the robots take over. Well, look at uh, the Battlestar. Yeah. Like Rape Six. It's everything. So the second the second thing to think about is if they're not, if they're literally just appliances. That's what I'm hoping. Yeah, but the way people treat them, like, do you have long conversations with your dryer? No. It is what it would be like if, if every morning you started talking to your toaster, and it's a whole society of people who talk to their fucking toasters. It's bullshit. Okay. And honestly, so I was thinking about this as sort of uh, just something to think about. It's like, you know, it kind of legitimately bothers me now. <laughs> it does. I don't know. Well, people, you talk to your cat. It's different. She can understand. And you should, She's just telepathic. You sell her. You can lap off her leg. No one wants to buy that cat. No, they don't. She would be my little sweetie. There Unless was... I came home and she disappeared, then I wouldn't look too hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it bothered me. Speaking of movies... Spoiler alert, yeah, Avengers. So we're going to talk about Avengers probably for the rest of the podcast. So if you're don't, if, if you one of the six people in Yemen who haven't seen this movie because... <laughs> we have a big Yemen following. Yeah, well, pretty much everyone's seen this movie. So we're going to spoil it. All right. So, so what would you think? I liked it a lot. Me too. Um, I liked it a lot. I just had a couple problems with it. Yeah. A big one in Thanos. Yeah. 
Why don't you tell me what you just go first? Okay, so, so I somewhat recently have read the Infinity, Infinity Gauntlet. Mm-hmm. And pretty much everyone knows who Thanos is. Yeah. He's this crazy asshole egotistical that just like wants to kill everybody and impress death more or less. Well, in Infinity Gauntlet. Yeah. In the movie, they kind of make Thanos like kind of like not crazy. He's kind of like, well, half the planet, half these people have to die and someone has to do it. So it's me because I'm saving. I'm kind of saving mm-hmm. mankind by killing half of them because they don't have all these resources and stuff yeah. although when you have the infinity gauntlet you can make more resources that's sort of more and more people are pointing that out by the way it's like he could have just made yeah. enough resources for everybody and it's kind of like oh and i love my daughter like he I, I and don't get me wrong i thought brolin played the character very well but it's just not i, I just thought they had like marvel just, just i'd like to have a shitty villain like yeah i want to see a red skull who is shitty like who's an asshole like he's a total villain there's no like feeling bad for the villain. Mm-hmm. Like, well, someone has to do it. He's like a conscientious villain. And it's like, no, no, I want my villains to be fucking bad. You know, I don't know. I agree. But here, so here's where I disagree slightly with you there. Okay. The plot that is, I am going to use my magic mitten yeah. to okay. kill half the people in the universe yeah. is cartoonishly evil in itself, mm-hmm. regardless. And I think what I did like about it is that Thanos, it is, it is such a fucking insane idea that Thanos utterly buys into. I can see and that. And totally... So in that aspect, I totally... I'm like, yeah, all right, I get it. Because he really... He sincerely he believes this is what he has to do. Yeah. But no, I agree. Like, Thanos, like... I'm just sick of kind of, like, feeling bad or having a somewhat likable villain. Like, I just don't... I want my villain I would have liked to see Thanos to bring back Star Wars. Yeah. My favorite scene in Rogue One mm-hmm. is the Darth Vader... Boards the Tantive Four, the blockade runner. And just fucking And literally, him. the only thing that impedes his movement as he's walking through killing people is the speed at which he can actually walk. And that's sort of like, that's what I would like to see Thanos as. Basically yeah. the unholy angel of death mm-hmm. who there's no real moral compromise and he's just, yeah, I would like to see him evil. Yeah, and like, as um, I said, it is what it is. Like, I didn't, that, that I just, that's what I, I think was missing for me for the so, movie. And while I thought the the scene where he's like with the Red Skull, the Red, the Red Skull by the awesome, yeah, I love Red Skull. When he's like, he's like, to get the Soul Stone, you have to you have to sacrifice something you care yeah, about. Yeah, if you were Gamora, wouldn't you be like, "Fuck, I'm out of here!" Like, yeah. when, or you just jump off the cliff? Like, yeah. How she's like, "Wait, you love like yeah, that that was just so, kind of dumb to me." It was dumb. So I like if the like the line I like that the Red Skull gives is basically like. Because she's like, you're crying. You kind of pussy are you? He's like, oh, he's not crying for himself. <laughs> so I like that, but there's exactly it's so out of character. I didn't like that part. Everyone saw that coming, and Gamora didn't. Come on, yeah, come she's on. The only one. Although I, I did geek out when I saw Red Skull. I'm like, fucking. Yeah, cool. I think everyone because no one expected. Yeah. That. Another thing that annoyed me was well, when I when Captain America makes his first appearance, it's really cool. I was yeah. like, oh, because I like Chris Evans. Yeah. So anyway, the the henchmen, the two henchmen, they kind of just like, oh, let them get away. Boring and other boring. <laughs> let him get away though stupid I, that pissed me off like I was here, like really here I'm gonna give you a little like you can insert this in the beginning of our podcast because we didn't do it how we traditionally do hey there my little henchmen and henchmen <laughs> welcome to Trash South Street I had forgotten all the Civil War shit happened in mm-hmm. the movies so when like what's his name Mark Ruffalo shows up yeah. and he's like what happened or like oh the Avengers broke up it took me like a minute to was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Mark Ruffalo is probably Loki. So Jamie has a theory that Mark Ruffalo, well, 
No, See, not Mar- that Bruce either, Banner is Loki. Either Bruce Banner is Loki or Hulk's Loki. Like I don't know how that works, but I like Loki. Loki's obviously not going to be dead. And what was the easiest thing to do would be. That would be very interesting, and it's possible because, of course, he can't. Because he just falls into space, and then he can't get Hulk out anyway. So yeah. and Hulk's like, no. So, like, I just find it interesting. Yeah. That I think it could be Loki. Yeah, that's a very interesting thought. I think I think 70% chance. Another surprising cameo for me was Peter Dinklage as Etri the Dwarf. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty was cool. not a dwarf. Yeah. I thought Thor was the best part of this Thor movie. Thor and Doctor Strange, I thought, were fantastic. A lot of people were like freaking out at the end when I like when like the only thing that was slightly sad was when Spider Man was like talking to Tony Stark when he was like disintegrating her. Yeah, that was like yeah, that was sad. the one thing when he's like, I don't want to die. Apparently, what Mark told me when Groot is like saying Groot to Rocket, he's yeah. seeing Daddy. Aww, <laughs> I liked Rocket and Thor together. They were yeah. great. Marvel Thor works much better as a. The other thing that annoyed me, okay, obviously Hawkeye and Ant Man aren't there. Yeah, which. You could have totally used Ant-Man to use one of those stones, uh, which probably yeah. pissed me off. Anyway, another thing that annoyed me was Star-Lord, okay, finding mm-hmm. out Grimoire is dead. Like, just for the universe. For the universe, they can't just fucking stop for a second and hold this shit together for yeah. a fucking minute and, and and end up, and you know, all these people die. That was contrived. Yeah, it was stupid. Um, I didn't like it. Yeah, I mean, the reason they can't have Ant-Man is because they're filming Ant-Man and Wasp right now. Yeah. But Not why was a Hawk, uh, Hawkeye in it? Not, is it Hawkeye? Hawkeye? Yeah, Hawkeye. I'm like thinking Hawkeye. I don't know unless he's going to be in the second event. Like, Probably. I mean, they Avengers made. 4. They're like, oh, they're in the. I, they made note of it in the movie. Yeah, I forget exactly. They what specifically they addressed. It. It's like a line because basically it's they took deals after Civil War, uh-huh. so they're not Avengers anymore. I guess. When I was watching the movie, the scene with Etri, when he's like, "We shall make a weapon," mm-hmm. and it's called Stormbreaker. Yeah, I like, but a guy in the audience screams. Fuck you! Yeah. Like really loud. Mark was like, "Ah, oh, no, no beta ray bill." That's what I was. I was kind of like too. I was like, "Oh," but um, this same gentleman laugh. So the scene where Thanos is going to get the reality, or he's going to get the gem from the collector, mm-hmm. even though he's already gotten the gem from yeah. the collector, as we find out. Basically, Gamera is like before is like, "Look, Peter, you gotta kill me if he catches me." Yeah. And when he finally... So, they're in that position, and Peter finally pulls the trigger, and bubbles come out. The guy in the audience, who will later say, fuck yeah, laughs hysterically, and I'm like, dude, it's not supposed to be funny. (laughs) But... That's pretty amazing. That, up until the moment Black Panther died, I was like, I guess only the second stringers are going to... It's sort of like they're not fall- dead. They're going to be all back. Yeah. They're in the Soul Stone, and they're all going to be brought yeah. back to life. But it sort of reminded me of um, House of M, when basically every yeah. the only people who lost their powers were the unimportant mutants. Yeah, yeah, I liked it. Did you like? Did you think that Thanos actually dies and comes back to life when Thor kills him? So Thor plants Stormbreaker in his chest, and he goes into basically the the red gazebo scene, and he talks to Baby Gamera. I, I didn't think he died. I think he was just watching the sunset, or how he said what he wanted to do. Um, I never even thought of that, to be honest. I kind of did. I don't know. But yeah, I liked it. So overall, I liked it. I don't know how, like, all these movies, I feel like Do you think they... Doctor Strange put a curse or put a spell on the time zone or something? I have a feeling I think that. he saw that the only way, yeah, he did something to it, mm-hmm. but the only way they could win is if Tony Stark survived for some reason, mm-hmm. which is why he had to do that. Yeah. 
I also find Scarlet Witch and Vision to be so boring. I don't really... I mean, it was sad, the whole death scene, like, that mm-hmm. kind of sucked, like, she kills him and then he brings back the... <laughs> like, she gone for the time stone, apparently. But yeah, I was like, I don't quite care about this. Yeah. And it's funny because I thought... She's hanging a robot. Yeah. Hey. We've all been there, Jamie. <laughs> I thought m- almost every character had enough to do. Yeah. I kind of lost track of who actually was alive at the end of that and who wasn't. And yeah, that's it. We got to wait like a year for the next one. Yeah, I'm looking forward. As I said, as much junk as I talked on it, I did like it. I had fun with it. I thought it was yeah. good. Oh, and I start to say again, like all those Marvel movies, mm-hmm. I feel like they fall apart a bit upon second viewing. I don't know that there's been. I was gonna watch Doctor Strange, but I just been doing fucking math homework. So yeah, I want to watch Jessica Jones. There's so much shit. I I finally I have one episode left of X Files, so uh, the season finale. I got like a two or three left series finale. Because mm. she's not doing it anymore. Oh, and apparently, like, 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 viewership fell off, like, a lot. After she announced that? or I think, or before, I think, I don't know exactly. When she announced it, I kind of stopped. I wanted to, like, save, save her, save, yeah. save your, no, save her, the episode. I think Jillian Anderson, she had tweeted out, basically. She said she didn't want to do it anymore, yeah. I that. Well, she was well, in London and filming. And I have a theory. Yeah. On that. So, Jillian Anderson does a lot of work with showrunner Brian Fuller. Uh-huh. For instance, um, Hannibal, Brian Fuller was showrunner on that uh-huh. and executive producer. Uh, Dana Scott, well, Jillian Anderson is a major character on that starting uh-huh. in the second season. Brian Fuller, American Gods, season one. She's in that too. She's in that. He's leaving American Gods. She's leaving American <laughs> Gods. So. We need Brian Fuller to get him in the X-Files. Nope, wait for this. So, this is my theory. Many years ago, horror author Anne Rice received this mail, this letter, from a young college student named Brian Fuller, Uh who talks about how Interview with a Vampire was his favorite book, and he wrote, he's like, I would love to do an adaptation of this, and he wrote like a spec script for like Vampire Lestat. Uh Uh-huh. And she passed it on, and because he was young and didn't have any real power, they're like, yeah, whatever, kid. So they're doing a... Vampire Lestat TV series, Brian Fuller is showrunner and executive producer. So Jillian Anderson. She will show up as a character. I'm sure. And I feel like I just ran out of steam. <laughs> he did. Um, yeah, I don't know what else. Like, it's been a weird... It's hard to place because, like, the podcast went up, like, a week ago. Yeah. By podcast recording reckoning. They should come out faster, at least for the summer, now that yeah. class is done. For you. For me. Although I started nah, to go nutty. At least I don't have to like go to class. At least I can just do it online. I mean, online's really good. My pattern Yes and no things. with math, though. Like, there's one part I cannot for the life of me figure out. Now I could like email my professor, but I try to figure it out myself. And like, I cannot get it. Like, so, and I want someone to show it to me, like how to do it. So I have, like, I have a, at least a semi-tip for you, but I have, we'll talk about it after. Okay. Because I actually have, at least for the summer, they should, oh, I remember what I was saying. So... Yeah, with class, I go through this two-week period when it's done that I feel like I should be still doing work. Mm-hmm. I probably go one to two weeks where I'm like just relieved to be able to relax and not have to like study every night. I know. And then I start to go nutty You're like, what do because we do? I have nothing to direct my energies to. And eventually by the time class starts again, I need some sort of structure. Yeah. And then I'm miserable yeah. for you know three or four months <laughs> because I'm overstressed. I'm yeah. overwork. I'm understressed and I'm overstressed. I don't know. I can't remember the lyric. Yeah, I forget too. Anyway. Yes. 
You can get us on the Trash Streets. www.trashoutstreets.com. On the Apple iPod Music or whatever the fuck they're calling it. Little Grey Kitty's a bitch. Or wherever. She's a sweetie. Actually, she's, she's good because she's just asleep. I want to throw something at her. No. Who she's looking at? She gave me a stick. Yeah, she's just chicken. I don't know. Anyway. Um, yeah, usual stuff. I'm just going to end it now because it's fun. Awesome. Happy. Bye. Bye.